0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Too cold for winter wheat and people. U.S. food export competitors have a problem their weak currencies, which has helped them stay competitive with the United States in export markets, has done the job so well for them that they are experiencing domestic food shortages and food price inflation. Food price inflation in Argentina is running 45%. In Ukraine, it's 12.9%. In Brazil, it's 14.1%. And in Russia, it is 5.8% and rising. These countries are so aggressively selling their ag products overseas for a harder currency that they are creating domestic shortages and higher food costs for their consumers at home. We have seen countries such as Brazil export so much corn that they have had to import some off-season to meet their domestic needs. Even here in the United States, the USDA says that we will import 20 million bushels more soybeans, 35 million in total, than the previous year to get that 119 million bushel carryover they project. The result is that Russia is implementing taxes to curb exports due in order to protect domestic supplies. Russia is essentially going to put a cap on how high wheat prices there can go by placing a 70% tax on anything above $200 a metric ton beginning in June on new crop. Wheat prices of other exporters will go up while Russian prices will be depressed. That is the objective to bring food inflation down in Russia by manipulating access to the export market. This will disincentivize production to Russian farmers, making an age-old mistake they are repeating. There is currently a tax of 33% on soybean exports from Argentina and 31% on soy oil and soy meal. In the case of corn and wheat, the tax on their sales abroad is 12%. The taxes are paid by export companies, which pass the cost down to farmers. This revenue is extremely important source for their government. They drop discussion of export quotas in Argentina. If they raise taxes too much, they discourage exports, which reduces their revenue. So they are danged if they do and danged if they don't. Argentine farmers have been known to strike over this. The other side of the Pacific does well with crop production during a La Nina. The Australian wheat crop is forecast to set a record 33.3 million metric tons, There are about 15 wheat crops of significance grown around the world, so someone is likely to grow a good one. I hope that anyone growing wheat in the United States got some snow cover before the big Arctic blast stretching to Texas. Most of the snow accumulation occurred east of the western plains. No one ever seems to know the degree of winter kill until spring. The climatologists that we follow both concur that it is going to be a very dry spring for the plains. I am bullish winter wheat. The spring forecast is actually favorable for the eastern Corn Belt, which should enjoy good moisture conditions. There will be a line of dry and wet, north and south, splitting the Corn Belt, and where that sets up and what side of it you're on will make a world of difference relative to the start of the next growing season. As for South American weather conditions go, the northern two-thirds of Brazil is wet, delaying the soybean harvest as well as corn planting. Southernmost Brazil and Argentina are still dry, but without high temperatures, which reduces the stress on crops. Forecasts for Argentina remain dry for March. Soybean oil gapped higher following strength in palm oil. These were new highs for soy oil leading. As I have noted, soybean oil is cheap vegetable oil, comparing its historical highs to others. Kansas City wheat gapped higher, too. I bought KC wheat last week. It is still in the trading range after a multi-week flat correction. Winter wheat will be the first crop La Nina will focus on. Water is cooling off California again, which means less moisture reaches the western plains and western corn belt. USDA is supposed to do their thing, estimating crop acres at their annual CONFAB this week. The most potential for additional acres is the region of the United States, where spring conditions could be the most impacted by La Nina. Crop insurance guarantees may get farmers to plant anyway. The dollar was lower and should soon set up a test of the January low. President Biden and the Fed planned to put a lot more of them, created by keystrokes, into circulation. The Arctic blast down through the heartland of the United States set over 250 new cold temperature records, and the ice storm that blanketed Texas cut power to over a third of the state. It nailed feedlot central, so to speak, making life difficult for cattle for a few days. I would expect that feedlots expect to get paid more for cash cattle, Feed consumption will go up, competing with export demand for corn. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing services, contact us at Comstock.com or call us at 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com.